Fiction, and welcome to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two friends with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch our favorite shows in the hopes that the other one will have an epiphany and start watching a genre they don't really like. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live-action dramas. My name is Natasha, and I pretty much only watch cartoon shows. And this week, we are watching the classic teen drama, The O.C., which I fully expected going back to the OC to be really weird and cringy. And no, I love the OC. <laughs> so, Natasha, did you know anything about the OC going into this? Um, a little bit. I think I said this before, and I don't remember if I said this just to you or if I said this on the podcast on the previous episode when you told me to watch the OC. But originally, many years ago, I thought... I'm, I thought that the OC was like a hospital show because the <laughs> OC to me sounded like the OR and like I didn't really think about it. So I was like, oh yeah, the OC, like in a hospital, it's a hospital show. Then I realized that wasn't it because my friend Valerie really loves the OC and kept trying to get me to watch it. So I found out a little bit about it from Valerie, but all I really knew was that it was a, a teen drama. And then I, I also know about the mm, what you say thing because memes. <laughs> Amazing. I'm trying to think of what else I knew about the OC. I knew that there was a character named Seth. I knew that it was about a bad boy who goes and lives with a new family and he lives in a pool house. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I knew about the OC before I watched it. Love it. Okay. Let's jump right in. Tell me what happens in the pilot episode. Yeah. Okay. So the fun part about this is that to watch it, I borrowed the DVD box set from my friend Valerie because they own every season of the OC box set that they got at like a thrift store or something. So they're missing one disc. I think they're missing disc three of season one. Tragedy. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. But they have the rest of it. But anyways, I watched the pilot on this DVD and the DVD menu that comes up is such a throwback. The vibe of it. It's, I haven't watched something on DVD in so long. And just like seeing a DVD menu select screen was yeah really put me in the vibe. <laughs> yeah, the DVD menu, because the pilot episode doesn't have the, well, the pilot episode has the theme song in it, but it doesn't have the like, the intro imagery, but that is essentially what the mm-hmm. co- play screen of the DVD is, is that, like, the ocean and people's faces. It's like, why? Yeah, so good. So good. So anyways, that really put me in the, the mood for it. So I started watching episode one. Um, episode one starts immediately with two, I wrote, two bad boys. It's the main boy, Ryan, and his older brother, Trey. They come up to this car next to a bunch of graffiti and stuff, and Trey is like, I'm your big brother. If no, if I don't teach you this, who's, who's going to teach you? And then he smashes the window of the car and steals the car and is like, Ryan, get in the car. And Ryan's like, I don't want to get in the stolen car. And Trey's like, don't be a little bitch, get in the car. And so Ryan gets in the car, and then there's cops, and they get chased by cops, and Trey's having a great time, and Ryan is like, I hate this. And then they crash the car, and they get arrested by cops for stealing a car. Poor Ryan. (laughs) The worst part about that scene is Ryan's, like, about to get into the car, sees cops, and hesitates longer. It's like, dude, you just saw cops. Go faster. Don't just stand there. Although, to be fair, if Ryan had just, like, not gotten in the car 
when the cops were coming and just been like, I'm gonna walk away. Like, I can't, he probably <laughs> you still would have gotten in trouble, but like, he wouldn't have done anything technically if he just walked True. away. Because he ends up getting arrested for stealing a car, but like, Ryan literally didn't do anything except get in the car that his brother was stealing. If he just didn't get in the car, I mean, I know cops suck and they probably would have like arrested him anyways, but he technically wouldn't have done anything if he just stood outside the car and let Trey drive off. Like, he would have just been a dude who was next to a car that got stolen. True. So anyways, that's the opening scene. Then it cuts to Ryan in prison, and he meets a guy named Sandy, who's going to be his lawyer? His defense attorney? Public defender. Public defender. The guy who's going to hopefully get him not in jail. <laughs> get him not in jail. So he meets Sandy. Also, like, throughout this whole episode, Sandy is a perfectly nice guy. But the guy who plays Sandy also plays a huge asshole in the movie While You Were Sleeping, which is a movie (laughs) that my mom loves, so I have seen many, many times since I was a kid. So I cannot look at this actor and not think of him as the character he plays in While You Were Sleeping, who is just such an asshole. (laughs) Is he not the guy who's in a coma for most of that movie? No, he is in a coma, but then he wakes up, and then he's just a, a... terrible guy. That has nothing to do with the OC. (laughs) Sorry, nothing to do with it. But the whole time, I just, like, I could not trust Sandy because I was just thinking of him as this character from this other thing. Poor Sandy. But he was fine. He was perfectly nice. Anyways, so he's a lawyer. He's like, kid, Ryan, you're a good kid. I'm gonna help you get out of jail. He also is, like, looking at Sandy's grades and being like... Ryan's grades. Sorry, yes. Sandy's (laughs) looking at his own grades. (laughs) Yeah. And he's, like, saying, like, wow, you have really good grades. So, like, your case is going to be great. Which, like, is the implication there that if his grades were bad, he'd be more likely to go to jail? Yeah. Because that's a, that's a horrible. That's a horrible justice system. Yeah. That's, but- oh my god. Like, imagine being like, well, you're not too bad of a criminal, but your grades are bad, so we think you should go to jail. Like, what? <laughs> I 100% am with you and don't support it, but mm-hmm. the argument is that a lawyer defending a minor who has good grades can say something like, this kid has a future ahead of him. He won't just end up being in jail for his whole life. But the argument on the other side of that is if you have bad grades and you can't argue that, they throw you in jail and then you're in jail for the rest of your life because you were in juvie for, like, seven years as a child. Yeah. Like, I I believe that it's a real thing. It's just so upsetting. Anyways. So, yeah. And so Sandy's basically saying, like, I also was from a rough part of town and I had a bad childhood, but look at me now. I'm a lawyer. Everything's great. You can have a future. And Ryan also is, like, talking about how, like, Social security is gonna like run out in the US <laughs> and people are gonna end up having to work until they're like 80. And so he doesn't want to get a job young because he's just gonna have to keep doing it till he's 80, which like, that what one. a mood. Honestly, you know what's up, Ryan. That is depressing. <laughs> Ryan's a babe. Yeah, I, I wrote, Ryan is making some hashtag relatable points. <laughs> in 2003. Yeah, ooh. Yeah, the point he's making about, like, things are going to suck by, like, 2025, I was like, ooh, buddy, we're almost there. (laughs) Oh, so then Ryan goes home with his mom, and because he's going to have a hearing soon or whatever, and Sandy is like, here's my number, you can call me if you need anything, because Sandy's mom 
sucks. She's just Ryan's like yelling mom. at him. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time between the names Sandy and Ryan. They have a lot of the same letters. They do. <laughs> Ryan is the kid. Sandy is the adult man. <laughs> the adult man's mom sucks. And yes, maybe we haven't seen Sandy's mom. Maybe his mom sucks. Ryan's mom sucks. Ryan goes home with his mom and his mom's, I assume, boyfriend is there. And basically Ryan's mom is like, your dad is in jail. Your brother's in jail. You're going to end up in jail. I can't handle this anymore. I'm kicking you out. And Ryan's like, where am I going to go? And she's like, I don't care. Leave. And then he gets in a fight with his mom's boyfriend and the boyfriend beats him up and he gets kicked out. And he's like, what am I going to do? So he calls a bunch of people, like friends and whatever, being like, can I stay with you? And they're all like, no, because apparently all his friends hate him. Um <laughs> Uh, and so then he's like, well, the last person I have left to call is this lawyer who gave me his number. So I guess I'll call him. So he calls Sandy and Sandy picks him up and Sandy's like, don't worry about it, kid. You can come stay with me. And Ryan's like, cool. So they drive back to Sandy's place. Uh, and then the song, the theme song, California plays. And I, this is another thing I knew about. <laughs> See, I knew the theme song because I feel like it's very like, well known. Yeah. So this song plays while we see scenes of beautiful California as uh, Ryan leaves the bad part of town and goes to the fancy part of town where Sandy lives. And he asks Sandy about, like, I thought your kind of lawyer didn't make money. And Sandy's like, no, I don't make money, but my wife makes a lot of money, <laughs> which I appreciate. Love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then we see Sandy's wife. Um, her name is Kirsten. Kirsten? Yeah. She's a, a rich lady. We don't know from this episode what her job is. I think she's an architect. Okay. Sure. They don't say in this episode. She's rich. Later in this episode, Sandy's talking about her parents and stuff. So clearly, like, her parents were rich. She comes from money. She's a she's a rich lady. But then she's also talking to this other guy later in the episode, Jimmy, and talking about how, like, they never thought that this was going to be their life. So, like... I think they're... Because Kirsten and Jimmy have, like, a big, long history as teenagers. Mm. But I think the implication is that they were, like, kind of rebellious teenagers who never thought they would have their parents' lives. Mm. And now, mm -hmm. like, they have the same lives as their parents. They're in these rich houses in this rich neighborhood doing rich people shit. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten is, like... She's, like, not completely an asshole, but she's kind of an asshole. She's like, how dare you bring this criminal child into my home? He's going to be a bad influence on our son, and he's probably going to rob us. Which is, like, on the one hand, it's kind of like, come on, lady, give this kid a chance. But on the other hand, it's like, he did just bring a random teenager <laughs> you've never met to come live with you without even asking permission or telling his wife that he was going to do this. Yep. So, like, I kind of get her point. It's... Yeah. But she does say that the kid can stay with them, and she says he can stay in the pool house instead of in the house, which, like, again, is kind of asshole-ish. It's like, he can't stay in the house. He has to go stay outside. But on the other hand, the pool house is really nice. Yeah. And he probably appreciates being in his own room, so, like, The way fine. she says in the pool house is, like, she's throwing him outside like a dog, and then you see this mm -hmm. pool house, and it's, like, a small apartment, and yeah. where else would he have stayed? Like, I think it's insane <laughs> the way she yeah. says it versus the space. Exactly. Like, it sounds like he's going to go stay in a shed. But yeah. it's like, no, the pool house has a bed in it. It straight up has a kitchen. Yeah, it's literally like a guest house, basically. So, yeah. like, it's actually a pretty nice place for him to stay. It also has a lot of windows, though, which makes me feel like you'd be very exposed. Yeah. In 
there, but also to be fair, they're like, they're like super, super rich and they're on the edge of like a cliff mountain place in California. So it's not like there's any neighbors who are going to be looking in the windows. Like there's no one around. Yeah. I mean, they do have neighbors, but the neighbors are kind of like far away and they have big walls and whatever because they're fancy rich people. So also it has glass because it's a TV show. And how else are you ever going to have a scene where Ryan's taking off his shirt and someone's walking up the pool and being like, ooh, sexy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's a cinematic choice. Yeah, it's it's a, a cinematic and also um yeah, it's a it's a choice. <laughs> right. So then while Sandy and his wife are having this conversation about how Ryan has to go sleep in the pool house, Ryan is outside smoking and he sees this sexy girl and her name is Marissa and she's the neighbor. She's the daughter of the of Jimmy, who's their neighbor. And this whole scene between <laughs> Ryan and Marissa is so funny. Yeah. Because they're both being so flirty <laughs> in a way that is played completely seriously, <laughs> but is so awkward and over the top. Like, it sounds like someone making fun of <laughs> teenagers trying to be cool and flirt with each other, but it is not played as a joke. Yeah. The whole, like, who are you? Whoever you want me to be. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, why are you really here? And he's like, because I crashed a car. Well, actually, my brother did. He stole a car and then crashed it. Like, that's exactly how he's talking. And the way Marissa just responds is like, you're his cousin from Boston, right? That was so weird, too, because clearly they're setting up that, like, Ryan's, like, cover story for why he's staying with the family is that he's, like, a fo- uh, their cousin from somewhere else. And he's not a bad boy. You know, he's just, like... Seth's cousin or whatever. Yeah. But Marissa just says that (laughs) unprompted. And, like, I get that she's kind of joking about, like, oh, they're probably going to make up a cover story for you. But it just, like, comes... She just says it as if, like, she already knows about him and she's already been told that he's the cousin (laughs) or something. And then, like, she says that to um, Sandy when he comes up to get Ryan. She's like, oh, yeah, this is the cousin, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, this is the cousin from Seattle. And then Ryan's like, oh, yeah, my mom's from Seattle. My dad's from Boston. And they're all like, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, this is the weirdest, (laughs) like, joke to be making. I think, okay, yes, it's a weird joke, but I think Sandy comes out being, like, thinking Ryan told this girl he was a cousin and Sandy mm-hmm. just goes with it is like this is the cover the weird thing to me is later in the episode when there's like a quote unquote dramatic reveal of the fact that Ryan's a criminal in a big party Marissa mm-hmm. looks so shocked as if Ryan did not straight up tell her this immediately. Yeah, and as if she wasn't the one who came up with the cousin cover story. Yeah, like, she knows that's not <laughs> true. What is wrong with her? It's very weird. Like, I get it. I get what the scene is doing, but it also, I feel like it's it's very strange, the way it's written. <laughs> yeah, like, it's insane because... If he had come to the party with a different cover story that Marissa didn't make up, then maybe she could be shocked, but... (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. Uh, Anyways, that entire scene was so funny. Uh, Marissa gets picked up by her boyfriend, Luke, and then leaves, and then Sandy and Ryan go back in the house. And We also see that the family, like Sandy and Kirsten's family, has a maid named Rosie... And we only see her very briefly. She's, like, helping set up the pool house. I don't know that she's ever there again. (laughs) That's fair. Like, I know that 
people, especially like fancy rich people, have maids. But it's just so weird to me. I don't know. Like, it's so, she's just like, this is our maid. You can ask her for anything. And Ryan's clearly, like, kind of uncomfortable. And The idea that they have a maid who would be there that late at night is what's weird to me. Like, if they had a maid who just came in in the morning and cleaned everything and left, yeah. fine, they're rich. This implies the maid lives there. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I feel like a maid who's just, like, someone who comes and cleans the house is a little bit more, like, not that crazy. But yeah, like, either she lives there or she stays really late or she's, like, (laughs) on call to, like, come at, like, 11 p.m. to, like, make a bed for them. (laughs) Wild. Anyways, that happens. (laughs) So then it's night. Oh, so then the next morning we meet Seth, who is um, Sandy and Kirsten's son, At first I thought he was just Kirsten's son and Sandy was like his stepdad because at one point Seth talks about like my mom almost married Jimmy, which Mm -hmm. like I thought he meant like more recently, like like that Kirsten was his mom and his mom had almost married Jimmy but then married Sandy instead. But I think he means like when they were younger, Kirsten almost married Jimmy but then she married Sandy instead and then had Seth. So I think Seth is Sandy's son, right? Okay. I guess it doesn't really matter. But anyway, Seth is their son. He's... Presumably the same age as Ryan, or close to the same age. They're both teenagers. And he's, like, hanging out playing video games, and is like, oh, want to come play video games with me? Seth is so awkward and nerdy, (laughs) and I really like him. He's so cute. He's like, you want to play Grand Theft Auto? You get to steal cars? That's cool. And then he's like, wait, is that cool? Honestly... He's the he feels the most like an actual teenager of all of the teenagers we've watched in any <laughs> show so far. Yeah. Seth's a good kid. He's great. I really liked him. I did not really know anything about him. I knew that there like there were like two main boys in the show, but I didn't know anything about them. Also, when Luke, the the Marissa's boyfriend, comes and picks her up earlier, for a second I thought that Luke was the son, because I knew, like, that Sandy and Kristen had a son, but I didn't know anything about him. So I was like, oh, is this, like, asshole with a big car the son? And then Ryan's gonna, like, oh, this... But no, that's another guy. (laughs) Seth is just this, like, really awkward, kind of nerdy, just, like... I don't know, he has such a specific vibe, and I really like it. So he's just... You know, trying to kind of trying to impress Ryan, but also kind of just being like, okay, well, what do you want to do? You're just like a random guy who's in my house now. Let's go <laughs> on a boat, I guess. Um, so they go take Seth's boat? Is it a boat? It's like a... It's like... A, it's barely a boat. It's like a pontoon with a sail. Yeah, it's a, it's a sailing boat. I guess. But There's like really a word small. for it, but it is... I believe it's called a boat still. Yeah, it's a very, very, very tiny boat that's named Dreams of Summer or Songs of Summer or something like that. Yeah, something about summer. Yeah, so Seth is telling, so they're on the boat and Seth is telling Ryan that he wants to sail to Tahiti because he can- he's like, oh, next summer I'm going to sail to Tahiti and I can do it in like 44 days or something, blah, blah, blah. And Ryan's like, whoa, like when you get lonely and he's like, no, Summer's going to be with me. And he's like, oh, like the boat? This is a really small boat to take to Tahiti. He's like, no, no, no. This girl, Summer. And then Ryan's like, oh, she must be excited to go with you. And Seth is like, yeah, I've never talked to her. <laughs> Which like, on the one hand, I get that like Seth is very awkward and like has a crush on this girl he's never talked to. Which like, fair. You know, you can have a crush on someone you've never met. I do feel like my least favorite thing about Seth is how he low-key feels like he has, like, a claim on Summer. Or that he, like, she, like, 
owes him something, even though he, like, doesn't know her and has never talked to her. But he's like, yeah, no, she's definitely gonna want to go with me. And he gets super mad when, like, Ryan talks to her later and stuff. And it's like, okay, dude, calm down. She, like, you don't know her. Okay, fair. He's not really mad that Ryan's talking to her. Like, she's hanging all over Ryan and Seth. With no evidence, arguably, thinks that Ryan is encouraging this behavior, which I think is why he's mad. But yeah, like, Seth's a little weird. Naming your boat after a girl you've never spoken to is a little weird. I love Seth, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I liked him too, and I feel like I would have to watch a few more episodes to see where it goes, because I feel like it could get kind of weirdly, like creepy dude who thinks that a girl he doesn't know like owes him something or it could go more innocent and he just like has a crush on this girl like I feel like it could kind of go either way based on this pilot so I don't know I feel like that kind of trope can go badly but I don't know if it would you know what I mean yes I feel like okay this is a hard thing to explain to someone who hasn't seen a very specific episode of how I met your mother (laughs) But there's an episode of How I Met Your Mother where they explain that, like, every romantic trope, especially the really classic ones, like this one, where it's, Mm -hmm. like, some geeky guy who has a crush on a girl, Mm -hmm. is creepy if the other person isn't into it. And Mm -hmm. if they are, then we assume it's romantic. And Mm -hmm. I really do feel like Seth and Summer straddle that line that, like... Yes, Seth is kind of creepy about it, but uh, because of the way the show goes, mm-hmm. the audience sees it as more romantic, but I do think you could analyze it as, like, eh, questionable. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I-, I feel like, yeah, Seth, it's not like Seth was a terrible person in this episode or anything, no. but I, was, I think, yeah, it's just a trope that, like, can be kind of creepy. But he doesn't do anything terrible or anything. He just has a crush on this girl. He's also, like, 16. I don't know how old they're supposed to be. So, like, you know, everyone is dumb when they're 16. Yeah, no, completely valid. They're very young. Right. So what else happens? Oh, oh so we also see... It took... At first I didn't realize that this was also Marissa because her hair was done differently and I'm very bad at <laughs> recognizing people if there are anything about them changes in an episode. How dare she pull up her hair? Yeah, she put up her hair and I was like, is this the same girl? But yes, it was still Marissa. Um, Her dad, who is Jimmy, we find out, some like men in black looking dudes, like some <laughs> guys in suits coming out of a big black car, are trying to like find, like talk to her dad. And like, we need to talk to him. And she's like, oh, my dad's not home. And they're like, well, we really need to talk to him. Give him our card and whatever. And they're being all scary. Uh, and then she goes to her dad. She's like, who are those guys? And he's like, oh, no one, just business people. But it's like very obviously clear that like he's involved in some, either he like owes a lot of money or he's involved in something sketchy or he owes a lot of money to something sketchy. They're uh, the FBI. They don't say that in the episode. They show you in the business card. Uh, maybe they do and I missed it. Okay. I did not get that they were FBI. That could be my fault. That could be my fault. Okay. Well, to me, okay, I didn't see that that was FBI. I was like, maybe they're cops, but like, I was like, they also could be like mafia. I don't know. They were just some, some. If they were mafia, that'd be a really fun show. (laughs) That's what I kind of thought it was. Cause they seemed so like creepy and aggressive. I don't know. 
I think it would be more fun if they were gangsters, but <laughs> apparently they're FBI. Um, so he's involved in something, and he he owes someone something or is being investigated in some way. We don't really know. And, oh, and then they're all going to a, a fashion show party. That's, like, the big thing that's happening in this episode. The school that Seth and Marissa go to every year does a fashion show to, like, raise money for a, a women's shelter. But it's also just, like, a really fancy event for fancy people to go to because they're super, super rich. Ryan goes with, like, Seth and the family and stuff. And what happens at this party? Oh, Luke is mean to Seth. He calls Seth a queer. I think he calls him that again later in the episode. Yeah. Sorry, I was laughing because it's so weird to hear that as an insult in 2022. Yeah, it really is. But, like, in 2003, it it wasn't a word people, like, regularly used. But Mm -hmm. every time he said it, I was just like, that's kind of a word, dude. I don't, I yeah. don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know about you, but like when I was in like middle school, high school, I don't think I ever really heard people use queer as an insult. People no. used gay as an insult all the time. Not queer. I feel like not queer. So like to me, queer is very as a very like modern progressive word because I only ever hear people use it in like a positive context. But but I mean, anyways. it was originally a slur and. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that's what they're going for, but every time he says it, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, so he's calling Seth gay. Oh, okay. I guess spoiler? No, I'll talk about this later. I'll talk about this when we talk (laughs) about canon gays. So anyways, Luke is being mean to Seth, uh, and Ryan is, like, standing up for Seth. What a good buddy. Summer is at the party, but Seth is too scared to talk to her. Uh, Summer is also not at all what I expected her to be like. I don't know why, but from the fact that nerdy guy Seth liked her and that her name was Summer, I expected her to be, like, kind of, like, quiet, maybe kind of, like, hippie-ish, maybe, like, because, like, we had already met Marissa. I expected her to be, like, the less outgoing friend of Marissa, Mm. if that makes sense. Or, like, maybe nerdier or, like, something like that. But no, she's, like, super party girl, more so than Marissa, it seems. Yeah, I think it's hard to get from this episode, but mm-hmm. Summer definitely is the more, like, outgoing party girlfriend, and mm-hmm. when you meet Marissa first, you don't expect that, because Marissa seems pretty upbeat anyways, mm-hmm. but Marissa's whole thing is that she's this depressed teenager who wants a different life, mm-hmm. and very dramatic, and sad and yeah yeah i have nothing to say about that but no it's it's interesting yeah i i actually kind of liked that summer wasn't what i expected the girl that seth liked to be yeah you know i thought that was fun uh so anyways we meet her she's cute too her actress is so cute she just has such a cute vibe rachel wilson is so cute mm-hmm. oh and so the seth is being awkward he sits at the, like the kids table so he and Ryan <laughs> are sitting with a bunch of like 12 year olds adorable <laughs> It is. It was really cute. Seth was like, oh, let's sit here. And then he's like trying to talk to this like 10 year old about like boats. And the 10 year old is like Uh totally silent. (laughs) So then they have the fashion show. People are talking about being rich. Basically, like the parents (laughs) are talking about spending a lot of money. And then Jimmy gets all freaked out and is like, oh, I need to go get some air. And he leaves and he goes to the bathroom and he basically has like a breakdown in the bathroom stall. He like breaks the toilet roll holder and it starts like crying on the toilet yeah uh and and ryan like hears all of this happen and is like okay okay <laughs> and leaves the funny thing about jimmy is like jimmy is a they call him a financial planner he's really 
more of like an investment advisor. Mm. And like, I work in this industry now. When I watch this show, I legitimately mm-hmm. just thought people gave Jimmy their money like he was some weird <laughs> sort of bank. I thought. Like, it went so over my head. I was like, yep, people just, like, hand this guy their money. Like, that's what he does. That's fine. But no, he has a real job. (laughs) See, if people did just hand him money, maybe he would be being in trouble with the mafia or something. Maybe. Maybe the mafia would just be like, huh, weird, you have some money. Bye. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, so we don't find out exactly what, but we it's very clear that Jimmy is having financial troubles of some kind, which we will presumably be a plot in the rest of the show. But that's about all we know in this episode. So then they leave the fashion show. Summer thinks that Ryan is really cute. So she invites Ryan to the, the par- after party that all the teens are having. Um, and then Ryan is like, Seth, you have to come to the party too. Ryan and Seth's friendship is so cute. Yeah. Like, I expected Ryan to be like, I'm a cool b- bad boy. I don't want to hang out with this nerdy boy. But he's like immediately just like on Seth's side. He's like, this guy is great. He's re- I'm going to hang out with him. I want to try to help him get with this girl he likes. I'm going to invite him to the party. Just just because. Just because he's a nice guy. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I adore Ryan. Ryan is pitched as this like... Here's the cool bad boy. But Ryan really is just a teenager who was in a shitty situation. He's not Mm -hmm. the bad kid. Yeah, he's great. He's, like, super friendly. And he's like, yeah, Seth, let's go to this party. So they go to the party. It's a bunch of rich teens doing drugs and drinking. And there's a really good line where, like, I think it's Marissa. Someone asks Ryan, like, what he thinks of the party in, like, the rich part of town. And Ryan's like, I could get in less trouble where I'm from. <laughs> Which, like, is such a good line because I feel like it really, like, draws attention to the fact that, like, Ryan... I mean, we don't really know what Ryan was doing before this, other than that he was with his brother when he stole a car. But, like, presumably Ryan wasn't doing anything crazy or whatever. He was just kind of, like you know, in the bad part of town or whatever. And then all of these rich teens are, like, doing hard drugs and, like, having this, like, crazy party and doing all this stuff. And, like, none of them are going to get in trouble. Yeah. Nothing bad is ever going to happen to them because they're rich and they can do whatever they want. If one of them stole a car, their parents would just pay off the cops and they would maybe get a slap on the wrist, right? And it's, like, so obvious. And, like, I know that's, like, what they're trying to say, but, like, I feel like they said it really well with just the one line of Ryan being, like, yeah... Honestly, like, I'll get in more trouble here than back home. Yeah, I agree. So I like that. Marissa's drinking a lot. She's clearly, like, not happy. She's trying to act normal and happy for summer, but she's, like, it's pretty obvious she's, like, in a bad place. She's just getting super drunk and, but not, like, in a fun, happy way, just in a, like, she just keeps drinking, but she's not having a good time. We see Marissa's boyfriend, Luke, go off with some other girl. Clearly he's gonna cheat on her. We see... Oh, and then Summer is trying to, like, flirt with Ryan and is, like, draping herself all over Ryan. Ryan is clearly very uncomfortable with this. Like, poor guy. Like, even if it wasn't for Seth and, like, knowing that Seth likes Summer, I feel like Ryan just doesn't, is not interested in Summer, doesn't want this girl to be 
all over him and she just like is shoving herself at him. Um, and then Seth sees this and Seth gets really mad, which like, to be fair, he's very drunk. Yeah. I don't think he's thinking straight. I also don't think Seth's been that drunk before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is clearly a new experience for Seth. So like, I'll give him a bit of a pass. Even though he kind of really jumps to conclusions and gets mad at Ryan, even though Ryan literally didn't do anything. But whatever. They get in a very minor fight. St- Seth storms off. Then he goes over to where Luke and some other guys are. And they again start calling Seth queer and beating Seth up. And there's such a good moment where Seth is like, you're not going to beat me up because that would be cliche. And then they start beating him up and he's like, oh, I see you like cliches. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. He's very great. (laughs) I really like Seth. So that was good. And so Ryan sees this fight happening and he comes over to like defend Seth again because he's just a nice guy who wants to help Seth. He gets in a fight. He and Seth both get punched and beaten up. And then Luke is like, fuck you. That's what it's like in California, bitch. And walks (laughs) away. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. What else? Uh, oh, yeah. So they go back to the pool house. They're both super drunk and beaten up and sleepy. And Seth is being all like, wow, you defended me. You're so great. I'm never going to forget this. You're so great. And it's really cute. Yeah. And then he falls asleep. And then Ryan, I guess, doesn't fall asleep because the next scene we see is still at night and he's shirtless. And he's, or not shirtless, he's wearing a tank top. He's so buff. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan is so buff. I don't know why it caught me by surprise so much. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, he has very big arms. Yeah. I think it's because, like, I'm sure the actor is not 16. I'm sure the actor was at least 20. He's, like, 25, I think. Yeah, most 16-year-olds are not that buff. You just, because you haven't fully hit puberty yet, you're just not. So, like... And he's doing a pretty good job of playing a teenager. Like, I was, like, buying into it. And then you see his arms, and you're like, those are not the arms of a teenager. (laughs) Anyways, I got... That really caught me off guard. (laughs) He goes to go smoke outside. Uh, And he sees... Because he's, like, standing near the fence wall thing between Seth's house and Marissa's house, because they're neighbors, and sees Summer and some other girl bringing Marissa home, but she's, like, passed out drunk, and they can't find her keys, so they can't open the door to bring her back into the house, and they're like, well, we don't want to open, we don't want to wake up her dad, because he would get super mad, so we're just gonna leave her passed out body on the sidewalk in front of her house, and leave. Again, to be fair, Summer and the other girl are clearly extremely drunk, yeah, and are not, like, thinking straight, so I don't think it's entirely, like, they're just assholes who are abandoning their friend but also even when you're drunk i feel like you should be a little bit smarter than that yeah like you should leave her passed out on the brick what's really like insane about this scene to me is i'm gonna steal part of your summary here and i'm sorry yeah go for it is like ryan comes down to like try to do a better job finding the keys because he's not drunk Mm -hmm. and he can't find them so he brings marissa back to the beach house And the thing that drives me wild about this scene is the most dangerous part of leaving her outside was that they left her on her back, and Ryan also puts her down on her back, and I'm like, what's the point of you? (laughs) 
<laughs> like, I guess she's more comfortable in a bed. But she's still yeah, gonna die. Passed out drunk, put her on her side, keep an eye on her. Like, just lying her down on her back inside instead of outside is not better. <laughs> yeah, like, sure, she's comfy, but if she chokes on her own vomit, she's still dead. Yep. Oh, at least he tries. Maybe he's too dumb and young to know that. <laughs> <laughs> you would think being from the bad part of town, he wouldn't know that. Who knows? Yeah, so anyway, he brings her into his room and puts her in the bed and sleeps on another cushion thing, so he's not, like, sleeping in the bed with her. And then when he wakes up, she's gone, and Kirsten, the mom, comes in and is super mad that Seth uh, and Ryan got beat up and got drunk. Well, she's mostly mad that that happened to Seth, because... He's your son, and she's, like, mad that Ryan dragged him into it. Which, like, really, it wasn't Ryan's fault, but, like... Well, I guess it was Ryan's fault because he invited Seth to the party, and Seth never goes to these parties. So, like, it was kind of Ryan's fault. It's not entirely Ryan's fault, but, like, her argument is Seth never would have done this if Ryan Mm -hmm. wasn't in their house. Which is, like, true, so... Yeah. So she's mad. She's telling her husband that Ryan has to leave because he's a bad influence on Seth. And then she goes into the kitchen and Ryan is just making bacon. Yeah. And she's like, oh, are you making bacon? And he's like, yeah, I I usually would make breakfast at home. And she's like, okay, well, like, you're a good kid, but you need to leave my house. And he's like, okay. And then he just like, so it sounds like he already knew that she was kicking him out because he doesn't like seem surprised at all. He's like, yeah, okay. But he was cooking breakfast anyways, then he puts it on the table and just leaves without eating it. Like, <laughs> it was a really weird scene. I was like, who are you making the bacon for? Because no one is in the kitchen other than you. He just and now you're just leaving. breakfast because he's a good kid with a heart of gold. <laughs> like, I get the point, but it was such an odd, like... This whole table is set for breakfast and he's making a whole breakfast and then no one is there and then he just leaves and I'm like, does anyone eat this breakfast? I hope they eat Ryan's sad going away (laughs) breakfast. (laughs) I hope so. And then he leaves and it seems like he's like just leaving, leaving, but he actually goes up to Seth's room to say goodbye to Seth. I have a really cute scene where Seth's all like, oh, you're leaving? Oh, that's okay. I'll come visit you and we'll hang out. And Ryan's all like, yeah, sure. But Seth's like, no, no, no. And then he gives... Well, first he gives Ryan a really big hug, which is really cute. They're so cute. <laughs> uh, and then he gives Ryan a map of, like, the world or the Pacific Ocean or something. Yeah. It has to do with his boating thing. He's like, here, it'll inspire you for, like, traveling. And I wrote that I really hope Seth and Ryan go to Tahiti together. Uh, <laughs> I hope that instead of going this summer, he goes with Ryan and they have a fun 44 days on the ocean. And I... I really doubt that this is what happens in the show, but I would love if there was a season of the show that was just Ryan and Seth going on their Tahiti adventure. <laughs> it would be such a genre shift to be like, here is their 44-day sailing adventure. <laughs> but I would watch it. Very different show, but sure. It would be so cute. So then uh, Sandy drives Ryan home, and the song that's playing, I don't know what it's called, but it's a good song. There's some good <laughs> songs in the show. And then Ryan gets back to his house and he sees, oh no, his mom and his mom's boyfriend have left and taken everything from the house. The house is abandoned. So he's like, what am I going to do now? And Sandy comes in and he's like, don't worry, come come back with me. It's all good. So presumably Ryan is going to go back to living with Sandy. I don't know how Kirsten's going to feel about that. But 
Because now Ryan has nowhere else to go. Which, like, bef- when Sandy is, like, talking to Kirsten about kicking Ryan out, Sandy's like, well, where else is Ryan going to go if he doesn't stay with us? Which, okay, originally Sandy said that he, Ryan was only going to stay with them until Child Protective Services could be called. Yeah. But then now he's all like, we can't kick him out. Where is he going to go? And Kirsten's like, he technically has a family. It's not for you to decide whether his family is good enough. His family kicked him out. So when he took him back, like, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. Even if his mom was there, like, maybe she would have let him come home. But also she very easily could have been like, no, I kicked you out. You can't come home. So, like, he doesn't really have a family to stay with. So Kirsten's argument is dumb. But also, did did, did Sandy call Child Protective Services? Was he ever going to do that? <laughs> maybe that's episode two. I don't know. But anyways, that's where it ends. Ryan going back with Sandy to be continued. <laughs> Okay, three things. Luke's truck is the douchiest thing in the entire world. <laughs> yes. When this truck rolled in, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, why is it so big? I. That's what the yeah. rich kids have. It's so big. Like, I... <laughs> it has, like, those huge tires. It's, like, super tall. It looks insane, too. I'm pretty sure it's the camera angle, but the front of it looks massive and the back of it looks like a normal truck. And it's like, what happened? When it drives in, I'm like, what is happening? Anyways, truck sucks. Ryan's brother sucks. Oh, yeah. He's only in it for like a minute, but he was, yeah. He's in it later. We hate him. Uh, okay. (laughs) He's the... He's the guy who dies in, the, in what you say meme. Oh, oh, weird. For some reason, I thought a girl died in that. Anyways. No. <laughs> well, Trey deserves to die, so who? For some reason, I thought it was Marissa. No Marissa reason. Marissa does get shot. Oh, maybe that's But Trey dies. Oh, okay. Nice. Because <laughs> the whole in what you say is like, there's a shot. And yeah. There's a shot. Yeah. And there's a shot. <laughs> anyway, God. Iconic. Oh, the OC. And then... Tell everyone the part I made you watch from episode two. Yes. So Jessie told me that there was a line that she thought was in the first episode, but turns out is in the second episode and is apparently the most iconic line of the show. So she sent me a clip to watch. This clip involved, I think, Marissa and Seth and Ryan. It was Seth and yeah. Ryan. Yeah. And Marissa. In like a diner, hanging out, and then Luke and his friends come in and Ryan... And Seth, like, we have to leave. And Marissa's like, I'll go talk to them and you guys can leave via the back for some, because they don't want to talk to them. I don't quite know what the context is. Not important. (laughs) They try to go out the back, but the lady, the, like, employee of the cafe is like, no, you can't leave through the back. You have to leave through the front door, which was very funny because that's so true. That's so realistic. If you were in, like, a (laughs) restaurant and you tried to leave through the, like, employee back door... An employee would be like, no, what? Leave through the front door. What are you doing? <laughs> so that was yeah. funny. So then they go to leave through the front door and they're about to like get out the door without being spotted. But then Seth like is carrying a skateboard and he like knocks the skateboard into an employee who's carrying a bunch of glasses and the glasses all break or something. And so they make a big noise and uh, Luke and everyone looks over and they see Seth and Ryan again. And I'm pretty sure... Luke calls Seth queer again in the yeah. scene. <laughs> um, which apparently is Luke's favorite insult, yeah. Uh, and then Seth says, 
Oh, yeah, because he calls him queer, and then under his breath, Seth's like, well, at least I don't shave my chest. And then uh, Luke's like, what'd you say? And Seth's like, uh, I said you look nice in a sweater vest. It was a compliment. Which, <laughs> that was my favorite line in the clip. It was so good. Just he's like, oh, no, you look good in a sweater vest. The best part of which is that he's clearly not wearing a sweater vest and probably yeah. has never worn a sweater vest. <laughs> How did you see this man in a sweater vest? <laughs> it was just, he was like, oh no, it was a compliment. It was really cute. Anyways, but then Luke's like, what the fuck? And he like punches Seth or he punches Luke or Luke punches, I don't know. They start fighting. Oh no, someone punches someone. And then Ryan, who had like his hood up, pulls his hood back. And he's like, he goes over to Luke and he's like, you know what I like about rich kids? And Luke's like, what? And Ryan's like, nothing. And then he punches him, which is apparently the iconic line that Jesse wanted me to hear. But honestly, I think Seth's line about the sweater vest is more iconic. No, what I like about rich kids, nothing. <laughs> That's also the icon good. of the show. Okay. <laughs> it was a good scene. It was good. I was so sure it was in the pilot and then I wasn't. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> okay, so... I mean, what did you think? It was it was good. I I liked the characters. I really liked Ryan and Seth. The plot was fine. Uh, <laughs> the some plot of, was fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, let's be real. It's still not the kind of plot I'm interested in, but it wasn't bad. The characters were cute. The scenes between Marissa and Ryan were painful. <laughs> <laughs> Just his attempt at flirt. Oh my god, I couldn't. <laughs> I genuinely thought at first, in that first scene where he's flirting with her, that he was joking and he was gonna like crack a smile and be like, haha, as if I'm that pretentious. But no, he was being completely <laughs> serious. I don't really care about the plot with Marissa and Jimmy and everything because I don't ever really care about plots about adults being boring. But I did really <laughs> like all the interactions between Ryan and Seth. That was the, the part that I was really into. I thought every every interaction Ryan and Seth had was so cute. I really liked their relationship. I liked that they became friends right away. I liked both of them as characters. I was on board for all that stuff. Valid. Valid. <laughs> I believe when we were talking about this, I mentioned that I thought my favorite character might be different now that I'm older. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's the same person. <laughs> Ooh. Who do you think my favorite character is? Both uh, when I was a teenager, probably very young teenager, mm-hmm. and now. Same person. Is it Ryan? Yeah, it's my boy Ryan. Nice. That's good. That's He's good. so funny. I love him so much. <laughs> I actually really liked him. I liked him more than I thought I would just from what I knew about the show or just knowing that, like, oh, he's the bad boy. Like, I don't know. He seems like he could yeah. be a really annoying character, but he was really good in the pilot. I really liked him. Yeah, I kind of expected, because I didn't remember a ton about the show, I expected going back, he was just going to be this generic bad boy, and I was going to mm-hmm. be like, eh, but no, he's very cute, and he's yeah. a very good friend, and I just like him a lot. Yeah, I think Seth was my favorite character in this, but I also really liked Ryan. Yeah. Their whole, just them together, I think, was the best part. Good, good kid. Can you guess my favorite ship? Ooh, is it Seth and Summer? It is Seth and Summer. Okay. Seth and Summer are so cute, okay? <laughs> like, yes. It's interesting, because from the pilot exclusively, I would not ship them. But that's very little context, so. Yeah, from the pilot, it's questionable. Summer is very odd in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Seth is a little creepy. He's also 
He's a teenage boy. Yeah. <laughs> Seth and Summer's relationship is very good, and they both, like, grow up together in a way that's very organic. That's good. Yeah, I, I really love them together. They have a really great storyline and a really good, like, development as a couple. <laughs> that's good. I feel like my favorite ship exclusively based on the pilot would be Ryan and Seth, but also <laughs> I could definitely see it being more of, like, a brotherly relationship. Depending on how it plays out. Ryan and Seth are brothers. I'm sure people do ship them, but Mm -hmm. they're, like, they're brothers. They (laughs) grow up together, and Ryan gets adopted, and they're all cute and happy. I don't know if he actually legally gets adopted. I have no idea. (laughs) Metaphorically. Okay. I feel like you know this one because of what you said earlier, but canon gays. Okay, yes. So I at first didn't have any idea, but... I remembered that when Valerie lent me the DVD case, she gave me a very brief summary of who the people on the cover were, just like their (laughs) names, and mostly just saying, this person's a mess, this person is mean, this person is nice. But for Luke, she said that his dad comes out as gay, and after his dad comes out as gay, he becomes really nice, or something like that, (laughs) or becomes less bad. (laughs) I 100% don't remember that. Oh, I think it was Luke. I'm pretty sure it was Luke. It was somebody whose dad you. was gay and then they became less bad after their dad was gay. And I feel like it must have been Luke. It must be Luke because it wouldn't have been anyone else. <laughs> I hate Luke. Like, let's not, <laughs> let's not, like, try to defend him. But not so much in the first episode, but certainly in the second episode, Luke Okay, Luke is your quintessential, like, this guy's a shitty boyfriend and he's dating the girl that the new kid wants to date kind Mm -hmm. of character. Mm -hmm. But in the same way that Ryan could be this generic bad boy, but instead has a lot of layers, Mm -hmm. Luke could have been written as so much worse of a person than he is written as. Interesting. There are things Luke does that... The show very easily could have been like, no, he sucks more than that. He wouldn't have done that. He would have been way worse in this situation. (laughs) Which I think makes Luke come off more like this bully who is maybe somewhat insecure and, yeah, just a bit of a rich asshole. Mm -hmm. But he's not a bad person person like there is hope he could one day be a decent human being he just kind of sucks okay which is interesting that that is not the canon queer i was thinking of because i genuinely had no idea luke's dad was a character that exists (laughs) i mean i could be remembering what valerie said wrong but i'm pretty sure that's what valerie said i believe that happens okay (laughs) Okay, well, if not his dad, then I have no idea. Uh, one of the main four. Oh, really? Marissa? Yes, Marissa is canonically bi. Okay. In the way that only the early 2000s could make her canonically bi. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. In that she has a girlfriend for, like, Mm -hmm. half a season, and it's not... Like, it's not a joke. She has a girlfriend, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. no one ever acknowledges it. She never really comes out. There's 
Never a moment. Her girlfriend does. Her girlfriend at one point, I think her girlfriend also kisses Seth and Seth's like, wait, I thought you were into girls. And um, her girlfriend's like, I'm into both. But with Marissa, it's kind of like Marissa has this girlfriend for half a season and then she goes back to dating boys, but Marissa is canonically bi. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. So I did not know that. Yeah, no, it's fun. She has a girlfriend. That's cool. I did not know that. Good for Marissa. I hope she becomes less depressed also, because she's clearly not happy in this pilot. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, are you going to watch the show? Valerie really wants me to watch this show. I would maybe watch it with Valerie or with you. But, like, I don't, <laughs> it's really not... My yeah. kind of show. <laughs> it has some good characters, but it is still a teen drama about mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah, it's really not my kind of show. So I don't mind if you spoil some stuff. Or all the stuff. <laughs> I do know that Marissa gets shot. Marissa gets shot. <laughs> that is not how she dies, but she does die. Oh, dang. Poor Marissa. In, like, a car crash? Because her shitty boyfriend... Runs her off the road. Wait, Luke or a different shitty boyfriend? Different shitty boyfriend. Okay. The worst, like, honestly, this guy is... (laughs) If Ryan is your quintessential bad boy in the way that, like, a YA novel writes a bad boy, Mm. that they're, like, (laughs) kind of from the bad part of town and kind of cool, but they're actually a good person who you can trust. This boyfriend whose name I don't don't know... Mm Mm-hmm. Is the bad boy boyfriend who is legitimately a scary person you should not be with. Mm. Which is why he runs her off the road. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking sucks. Okay. It's been a long time. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we, this has been a long episode. I had a lot to say about what happened in that episode. It didn't seem like that much, but yeah, it's just a lot happens. It's a show. Mm -hmm. So. What am I watching in two-ish weeks? Uh, you are watching a... I think it's a Netflix original? I guess it doesn't matter. You it's are on watching, Netflix. It's on Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix. It's a show called The Hollow, which is a very... I feel like it's not that well-known. It's a, it's a two-season show that is like... I wouldn't necessarily call it a mystery, but it's very much a show that, like, the less you know about it going into it, the better. Okay, I know nothing about it. Perfect. Keep it that way. If anyone else is listening to this and they want to watch it along, don't read anything about it before you watch it. Don't read the episode descriptions. Just watch it. And if you want to not have any spoilers for it, you should watch the whole thing before you listen to our episode because I think we'll have to spoil some stuff to talk about it. And, oh, it's it's so good. It's so fun to watch it with no knowledge of what it's about. So that is that is what I will say. That's your two-week warning to watch yeah. the entirety of the show. It's only two seasons. They're not that long. They're 20-minute episodes. You could watch the whole thing in two weeks easily, and you should, because it's very good. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. We'll watch mm-hmm. The Hollow in two weeks, which I believe is March 28th. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, pre- I'm like 90% sure, and okay. I'll cut this if I'm wrong. Perfect. <laughs> you can email us at episodeepiphanies at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at epiphaniespod. 
if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review, please. Please, please, I want to read a review. (laughs) We'll love you forever. That's about it. That's it. Did you mention the Twitter and Instagram? Yeah. Okay, I just blanked out for a second. Wow, I'm so uninteresting. (laughs) Sorry. But that's okay. You're great. (laughs) (laughs) And you, dear audience, are smarter than both of us combined. (laughs) Bye! while you were sleeping. (laughs) That movie's so old, please. (laughs) This lady falls in love with a guy she's never really met. She just, like, sees him at a train station all the time. He gets hit by a train. She saves him. Or, like, he falls onto the tracks of a train? I can't remember. Anyways, she helps take this unconscious guy to a hospital, and and she, like, in her, just, like, quietly to herself, she's like, oh. I was going to marry that guy. She's never really met the guy. She's just like, has a crush on him. The guy's family hears her say that and they think that she's his fiance and she just goes along with it. And then he wakes up out of the coma and he pretends to have amnesia or he like thinks he has amnesia because he's like, oh my God, I don't remember my fiance. I must have amnesia. And then he's like, I was a terrible person, but now I'm going to be a good person so that this lady loves me. But he's not a good person. He's just an asshole. Anyways, it's not important. (laughs) Okay, like, yes, he's an asshole, but also she is an insane person. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It's a wild movie.